0: It is Monday, August 15th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Jet Home Loans. And now,
1: Jacksonville's best broadcasting team and (laughs) JP <laughs> Shadrick!
0: I get reminded on social media all the time. Welcome in. It's Jaguars happy hour for the first time in the 2022 season on a Monday. JP Shadrick with you and a busy, busy show ahead for the next two hours. Pro Football Hall of Fame left tackle Tony Buselli is here. CBS Sports Senior Writer Pete Prisco is not. He's in South Florida. He's with us live though. Training camp continues. Preseason week two coming up, the Pittsburgh Steelers come to town, and then we'll listen in live to Doug Peterson's press conference this afternoon, just after five o'clock, the Jaguars practice under the lights in the stadium tonight, closed to the public, but we'll hear from Coach Peterson, react to that uh, coming up. Um, All right, here we are. Welcome back, Tony, and congratulations
1: for the 17 millionth time. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, uh, back to normal, back here. Excited Monday nights. I mean, how many years have we've been doing this? Just eight now, seven, eight.
2: Pete, what is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been. I think it's seven years. I think this is our seventh year because we started doing it right after I got booted from my show. So I think it's <laughs> been about seven
1: years. Yeah, I- I'm shocked that they still let us do it every I year. I know, right? Uh, you know that, especially uh, with what Pete
0: says sometimes, th- which Ooh.
1: I love and can't wait. I'm excited this year about uh, the show. I'm excited about the team. We'll get into all that. Doug Peterson, best. We talk all offseason what was the best free agent move. The best move was hiring Doug Peterson by far. Um, Yeah, coming off the Hall of Fame, it was great. Great having Pete up there. Great having you up there, JP. Joe was up there. We had a good time. Pete, what was the highlight for you of Hall of Fame week?
2: Well before we get into Hall of Fame week, I just want to say it's gonna be hard for me this year. I'm not gonna fire somebody every every single week like we did last year yeah, the, I, I, got, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. It was so much fun firing that guy every week yeah I mean, Pete, it
0: was, Pete, Pete sharpened the guillotine every week on this show oh dude. it
2: was it was beautiful and you know what as it turned out I was right <laughs> And Tony would sit there he couldn't say anything he's like
1: <laughs> I was trying to play the good guy Pete.
2: Yeah. Well, we know better than that. <laughs> no, sure. it was a great week. And what was the highlight up there? Uh, just being there. I mean, it was fun. I mean, sitting in the crowd, you know, sitting behind Tom and Dan Edwards and, you know, Mike Perkins and, and with Jeff Prosser and Dan and Frank Frangie, we had a blast. It, it was outstanding. And, you know, I was, I pointed over at one point during when Tony was waiting there and I, and I looked over at, uh, I think it was Prosser and Higgins or Frank. And I said, he's getting nervous. You're getting a little nervous. At one point you were nervous about three speeches in, you were getting a little nervous. I actually,
1: you know, I actually was never that nervous about the speech. I really wasn't. I was nervous about getting up there because my back was absolutely killing me. And, uh, and I didn't want to limp and barely make it. You'd have been like half the
2: guys that are up there.
1: Yeah, but I'm younger. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want, I mean, there, there there'll be a day when I'm like that, but I wasn't right now. And, uh, but the speech, I didn't get that nervous. I mean, I thought about it quite a bit, obviously, you know, from the time and and uh, practiced, you know, and got ready for it. And uh, but once I got up there, uh, it was great. Yeah, you know, I thought about this uh, later, Pete and and Tony. It's you're
0: hearing the other speeches. You're sitting out there listening to the other speeches. You know what you're going to say. Some of these guys might say similar things early. Did you, Did you think about that during those other speeches?
1: Um. Only Yeah, during Richard Seymour's because he said a couple things. I'm like, hey, that's kind of what I'm saying about my family. So, um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It stands alone. It stands alone. I mean, and for me, it was more about the people that were there or the few people that couldn't make it that I'm super close to. That's who I was talking to, and them and Jaguar fans. And so – the rest of it didn't really—not that it didn't matter—but that was the priority for me and making sure I communicated um, how important all those people were to me and to be getting there and the fans and and my teammates and coaches and family and uh, and friends. So that you know, uh, I think the only thing is uh, you know I could have gone on a lot longer. Yeah, sure. And because I, you know, and obviously that night, Saturday night, both all you guys were there and and I was able to share a few more thoughts and. Uh, but it was great. It was great having everyone up there, and it was a good time. I'm surprised you okay. don't have the jacket on. Like, do you yeah. wear that no,
0: elsewhere? Come on. What's he, going on? If he
2: wore the jacket, how much abuse would he get? If he wore I'm that? just curious. <laughs> I, th-
0: I was exploring kind of expected he, him to he, walk with he, in. With
2: me on the other side over here, there's no way he's wearing the jacket. With a t shirt and the right.
0: jacket
1: on.
2: Could you imagine <laughs> if
1: I, I would have worn that thing? I mean, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, there's no chance I'm wearing that thing. <laughs> no. away, I, I mean, um, I'll wear that. You know, the ring ceremony is going to be here August, uh, October ninth yeah. against the Texans. I'll wear it for that, and uh, certain team events where appropriate, I'll wear it. So, you know,
0: special occasions. Mm-hmm. So Starbucks in the morning, yeah. Well, yeah. I know. yeah no, no, <laughs>
2: no. By the way, by the way, JP, a couple things. I, I thought one, and and JP won't understand this because he's not married. But um, Tony, the way you and your wife talked about each other first you up on the podium and then her at your event you could tell that she's been every every step of the way every single step of the way and you could tell the appreciation for the two of you and everything that you've accomplished cuz you didn't do it by yourself and anybody who's been around football and you you know we live lives that are like okay in July here we go and there you go and you know it's all part of that and I thought that you 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 guys were great Describing each other and how much each other has been in, meant to you guys—that so was that was the best part of it for me.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Pete, because it's true. I mean, and your your description of what it is, what it means to be involved in this league—you know, as a player—I mean, you guys know it from the media side. I mean, it's all consuming, starting now until you know, hopefully, Super Bowl. For Pete it is the Super Bowl regardless because he's a national guy and I'll be working until the Super Bowl because of with Westwood One. You're a, me-
0: you're a media guy too, Pete. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: I, I mean that's what you are now. That's exactly right. And uh but as a player, it's even and CJP you didn't get me. You tried. <laughs> I, almost, uh, you tried. I got you because you noticed it. Yeah. No, but I admit it I didn't fight it. Um but as a player, it's even it's even more because you live and die with every week. And you know, in the media, for all of us, we all, I mean, J.P., you and I care about the Jags, Absolutely. win or lose. It. Sure. And we want them to win. Pete Lesk, he's a national guy, um, but still tied to the organization because he's the, the first beat writer of this team. But if we don't, if it doesn't go well, we might be upset, but we're going to go home and life will go on. As a player, if it doesn't go well, it is. It affects, it affects at least in my it case. It could affect it, job security for you. Well, and it, in it, it, it impacted my family because of what kind of attitude I was going to mm-hmm. have and my wife put up with all of that and i think to be really good at football you have to be extremely selfish and the world relo- the world revolved around me in football season in everything like what our kids did what she did what my availability to help which was very little when i needed to sleep what i wanted to eat and and she was uh she was a rock star and she always she has been since we met in college and dated and through football and post retirement and everything else. So that was important, that part of the speech. And I really do appreciate Pete bringing it up because that was really important to me to make sure that was communicated clearly.
2: By the way, uh, at, at your event, um, you, you signaled me out for helping you get there, but uh, of course you, you could help yourself. Where is he? You can't see him. The little guy. He's short guy. I mean, and then I and then I said something to you afterwards, and you said, "Well, you would have taken shots at me." Absolutely, I would have. One hundred percent.
0: It was so true. It you was, were standing behind like three people, and he couldn't see well, you from the stage. It was true.
2: I was just over there sipping my beer, enjoying the speech, and he, you know, and he had to. Where's the little guy? You can't see him. And by the way. As the years go on, I think I do shrink a little bit more and
1: more. So funny. Oh, no, but Pete, I was curious, and we and we didn't get – the hard thing for me, before I asked Pete the question, the hard part for me was I didn't get to spend as much time with everyone as I wanted to because it's like a wedding. Like I would have loved to hang out with Pete and you, JP, yeah, and have right. you know a couple of dope beverages and laugh and tell stories, but I, there's no way I could. It's like, okay, let me get 15, 30 seconds with JP, and then Pete, and then you go on to the 300 people there that you all, that I care about, every one of them. Um, and so that was – it felt like a wedding from that standpoint, the party.
0: It was kind of funny. So that, to that point, there was – towards later in the evening, it was, I think, Frangie and, yeah. and Hicken and Prosser, and I was sitting there, and I think Rick was sitting there, and, hey, Tony's coming over. Sit down, pull up a chair, and you sit down. And somebody literally, 20 seconds later, is like, hey, Tony, you got to go see so-and-so. He's like, oh, yeah. And he just gets up and walks away. (laughs) He doesn't come back. We didn't see him the rest of the night.
1: I mean, that's just what it was. That's that's the nature of the game. Yeah.
0: It was cool, though.
1: Pete, did you – did how many of the national guys – you know, around hall of fame weekend, did you run into, and did they tell you that they were happy that you weren't going to be bothering them anymore? And, oh, and did you let them know that, Oh, sorry, I am yeah. because Fred Taylor. is now
2: I told Fred that at your, th- we had a long conversation about it. I, I love, you know, I love Fred. I'm glad he came by the way. Yep. And, and even, and I told him it's good for him to have been around it, but even if he wasn't in, Fred told me he would have been there. He just wanted, it was, he respected the game and he wanted to be there for you. So I, I thought that was great that he was there. Um, one of the best highlights for me was I told the mayor, as you guys see his tweet, I told the mayor, I go, hey, look, Lenny, you know, it's all well and good and everything, but I'm the mayor of Jacksonville, so he took a picture with me and tweeted it out that he's with the mayor of Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> I love it. But it was it was fun.
2: It was it, fun. It was a great weekend. And and, it, and for me, it's also really good. I hadn't been back since 95. You know, I hadn't been back since you guys played in the game. So for me, it's great to go back and see guys. And, and me and Frangie and, and Prosser and Hicken are sitting there and we're watching. It's like, like Prosser said at one point, he said, it's like these guys were all football cards. that we, A lot of those guys were football cards we collected as kids, you know, and, and maybe I'm a little older than them, so maybe not so much for them. But I mean, it's incredible to see guys that you watch play in the 70s and 60s and and guys come back. So it's it was it's a great weekend. Again, I probably wouldn't go back again until Fred or Tom gets in cuz uh, you know, it's it's just hard for me during camp to do it, but if those guys get in, I will be there 100% and both of them should and will get in, I think.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you heard me say it in the speech about both of them. Um, I mean, I don't I don't understand how Tom Coughlin is in the finalists this year. I don't know how that list came out, and his name's not on it. It makes no sense to me. And I really hope Fred gets to, to be in the top 15 this year so that his career can be properly debated. Because I think once it's, he's in that room and people who know football and that his case can be presented and people like Pete can have conversations throughout the month of January, I will do the same. Because if you turn on the tape and you look at his numbers, uh. There's not many better that I've ever seen, and, and so I hope, I hope both of them get in that room, and I hope both of their cases are debated sooner than later.
2: One quick thing. I know you got to go to break. Um, it was amazing, JP. It wasn't even a week later, not a week later, or maybe exactly a week later. And he's already signed an autograph. <laughs> Jackson- it was
0: unbelievable. Like he's piling them up. Signing. He's got him. St- his schedule is not going to stop for the next, you know, for the rest of his life if he wants to. But like, certainly, oh, not. I'm not. I'm not stopping.
1: He is, I mean, he I'm is, not stopping, Pete.
0: He's going wrong? through the city of Jacksonville. He Saturday, think-
2: this past Saturday. <laughs> did you not go sign autographs at a signing? Yes or no? What'd you say? Did you go sign autographs Saturday? This yes, past I did. Saturday? Yes. Where'd you do it at?
1: Uh Showtime on Phillips Highway, a memorabilia who, store. Who sponsors
2: yeah. my segment with the Frangie Show. That's how I know that. Full circle. Yep. And and you were there, and how many people show A lot of people show up? It was
1: packed. It was crazy.
2: That's great. That's awesome. And you know what? <laughs> God
1: bless you. I know what that <laughs> hey, he thanked the city of Jacksonville
0: and, 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 and like raised his family here and all this, but he's going to charge you $100 now for the autograph. Well,
1: it's not that expensive. It's not, come on, let's be accurate about the price tag. It's a little <laughs> heavy.
0: Let's come back. Hey, we're going to talk a little football. Uh, that's going that's... on as well. Uh, Doug Peterson press conference coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll listen live into that a little bit later. Your social media questions, the Fanatics fan questions coming up in the second hour. So, uh, busy program ahead. We are off and running. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit priproductions.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
3: probably played them a little longer than expected, I think 25 or 26 snaps, something like that. Um, but I just wanted them to kind of game, you know, and, and and go back out. I thought that, you know, because sometimes in camp, you know, uh, conditioning becomes an issue and you kind of want to see those things. I thought they did really well with that. And, and um, you know, just overall, I mean, there's some things to learn from, obviously, we get better at, but yeah, they played well.
0: That's head coach Doug Peterson in the postgame after this past Friday's loss in preseason week one against the Cleveland Browns. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. And for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Home
2: there it is well the done first, i'm selling the first facilityism of the year and it's up i was gonna say it.
1: listen that wasn't me pete it's that was the
2: professional yeah jp Shadrick.
0: <laughs> at least i went and corrected myself
1: oh yeah that yeah. doesn't ha- that shouldn't well, matter because yeah, every time yeah. i correct no, myself I, you, pete just jumps on me it. all right do Joe, we want to start hit it at it and week? you
0: Week right? one, we can let Tony read the next one. Fine. Give that? it to me. If we not yet.
2: <laughs> no, give don't
0: me. give it to him, him and let him study. It. No, no, no. Like, there's, there's no studying. It's so a sight, sight reading. Fine. I'll I'll crush it. Sight reading, like in music. All right. Uh there's the uh there's the head coach. We're gonna hear from Doug coming yeah. up in his press conference at five o'clock. Starter's got what, three drives, three scoring
1: possessions? You know, you'd like Should
2: to have do been a little three bit touchdowns. More. I did. thought
1: I thought there was a couple
2: have you watched the tape, Pete? Yeah, I did. Um, um, I agree with you. He missed. He missed Ingram. On he the missed the route. corner
1: route, to Ingram, when they jumped the the smash route. Right. And then I thought he was late going to Zay Jones on the over route. I think I he throws agree. it. A, I agree. A second earlier, it's a touch uh, TD. Um, with that said, it's night and day difference. Just as offensive football, just feel no offensive football. Like they have a plan. Like guys are getting open. They are the design is
2: good. The design is really good. Yeah,
1: they're Roll, they're scheming
2: the, them open.
0: Rolling the quarterback some.
1: Like you moving the pocket. Yeah. Like I love one third down, and like it was, I think it was on the first drive. They have trips to the right. They have um, – I think it's uh, – who was it? Um doesn't matter. They have three wide receivers, and one of them is Ingram. Ingram's the number two receiver, and he runs off the safety and the middle linebacker. It's It's basically Tampa two. And I think it's Treadwell. Yeah, it's Treadwell who –
2: Treadwell comes into the middle underneath. Treadwell
1: sits down in the middle and is wide open because they run off the middle linebacker and the uh, half, uh, half field safety. You got Treadwell just working in the middle of the field, sitting it down, and it's an easy pickup. Now, granted, you're playing against vanilla defenses in the preseason. I get that. But it's just – watching it and watching the tape, it looks like an NFL offense. Like there's a purpose to what they're doing. Wasn't perfect. Um, there's things they can improve on. Trevor will get better. I, I think Trevor was a B, B plus. Um,
0: First throw of uh, the game was pretty nice. Oh, it was
1: great. And I think they have a chance to be really good. And by the way, the guy we're watching right now is Zay Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if Zay Jones might be the leading receiver on this team this year.
3: Pretty or good. right up there. He's
2: he's been impressive all camp, right? I mean, when I all was there, all camp was impressive. He, yeah, he, and he runs, Pete. He is fast. Yeah.
1: And they they
0: ran By the a bunch way, of this different play routes. You're showing with him.
2: right here. He was late on this. He got it to him, but he was late. He was open the entire time yep. to Manhurts in the middle of the field. He was late. Yeah, I thought he oh. I thought I thought this throw is uh <laughs> this throw we're watching right now where he's rolling left and throws back Big to time. Zay Jones. Big I mean, time. my gosh. You it's hard to do. It's a tough throw.
1: Yeah, I like I, I, he was a BB plus and I think he was just late on a couple things. It's his first game of the season. That's right. In a new offense, I would expect nothing else. Um, And the exciting thing to me is that, like, they're going to get better. They're going to get better as an offense. Now, I don't know how deep we are at certain positions. It uh, was a well,
0: 13 not, nothing lead. not when deep the, at all. That's when, the problem. When the starters left the game, it was 13-0. The final score was 24-13 Browns.
1: Yeah, and I still really worry about the running back position.
0: On the, for the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Yeah.
1: Like, so, ETN got like the ETN start. was impressive. Like, I like – I am more bullish on ETN than I've ever been since we've drafted him, because he's not just a little back. He actually run, ran through some arm tackles, yep. and I think he has a he's explosive. Great catch out of the backfield on a key third down. Um, I like ETN. I love James Robinson, but the dude's coming off an Achilles. I don't know what he's going to be and when. Like even when he comes back, what's his how how explosive will he be early? Yeah. That worries me. And when
0: he's going to come back? And then That's when is he going to come
1: back? And then after that. um, I'm not sure. You got Snoop. You got Rock. Armstead, Rock you,
2: know.
1: you got some other guys that can't, I don't even know who they are. Like, I worry about the depth at the running back position.
2: They, they might add one. They might add one.
1: Pete, I, I said it on the show, on the broadcast Friday night, that I would be surprised that you don't see a new running back at the end of the preseason as you go into the regular season picked up from another team.
2: Well, I mean, there's a team across this field that has – because I really like the rookie they drafted, Ford, the kid out of Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, he's a good – I like him coming out. He's a good runner, kid from Florida. He's from Florida. Um, and, and so what do they do with Kareem Hunt? Because he wants to be traded. I don't know if that's the, the situation for him in, in Jackson. I don't think that would be a good – but but you know, isn't Johnson's there too? And he rushed for over 100 yards in a game last year. So there are going to be some guys available, and I'm with you. I, I don't think their backfield position is solidified yet. They need to. As far as ETN, he has to learn the valuable lesson. And he, I'm well, getting down. You don't bounce. <laughs> this is the NFL. You can bounce once in a while, but you can't bounce and bounce and bounce. There were He missed, and, I, and Tony, you watch the tape. He missed. There was a hole in the front side, and he tried to take it to the backside one time. Yep. Bad yep. move. Um, he bounced um, out a couple times. Shouldn't have, should have done that. He was within whiskers, by the way, of hitting about a 50-yard run. Because if he gets through that one run, he pops through there. He goes to the left, and he's going down the sideline. He knew it. He was mad he got tackled. Um, and that play came, by the way, on something I mentioned to you before the show, JP. And, Tony, you're an offensive lineman, so you noticed this. Fortner was good. He's got to learn. Hold your block a little bit longer in the NFL. In college, you get away with that. In the NFL, a couple of times, he made good blocks, didn't sustain him, and his guy made the tackle, came down the line. I don't know if you, you, you watched it. Yeah, the I, I, saw,
1: I really like Fortner. I, I think what you're talking about, Pete, he's just got to finish a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I thought Sheriff played really well. I did, too. Um, I Cam think Shatley's
2: an issue. Well, I
1: I think Barch is going to win that job ultimately. Now, I don't think he lit it up either when he got in there. Yeah, But I think Barch will end up winning because Shatley's the perfect swing guy inside. Because if he goes in, you're confident, especially at center. I think he's a good center. He struggles with length of a three technique. And that's just going to be an issue. And Barch is longer and a little bit you know, bigger. So I think Barch will end up winning that position.
2: I, I tend to agree with you. I think Shatley got pushed around a little bit the other night and that, and that's not a good interior defensive line. Yeah. He I don't know if he strapped. got pushed
1: around Pete. I think he, well, gets he on got his pushed
2: he... into the backfield Well, on he gets play. on his heels
1: a little bit in the pass game because of the length of a three technique.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to go somewhere else. Uh, Barch. What, what about little hasn't gotten any work at guard? Has he?
1: I haven't seen it. No, I think Little's going to win the right
2: tackle job.
0: Yeah, so that was the next question. How did that go the other night? I, uh, I Tony? didn't
2: think Taylor right was bad, though. I thought Taylor was. No, I, ex- I
1: didn't think Taylor I didn't think Taylor. I'm not me saying I think that Bart. I mean that uh Little's gonna win it is not because I thought Taylor played bad. I thought he played fine. I just think Little has been available all camp. I think Little is more um uh more powerful and more physical. And I think They've seen what Taylor is for the last three years.
0: He started every game,
1: and I think yeah. they're saying, you know what? I, they're gonna go. With, I think Little's gonna win the job.
2: You do, yeah. And you I think, think well, don't you have to make that decision like n- next week or so? so I think after to, the
1: second preseason game, you make it. Yeah.
0: So if that's the case, what happens with Juwan Taylor? What are do you doing? I with think him?
1: he's. I think he's your swing tackle, meaning that. Can he play left? No, I, I think if something happened to Cam, you kick. Walker Little over to the okay. left, and you put Taylor you at right.
2: There you go. So, But you do think Barch is going to be the left guard. I do. That, that's a big line if he's the left guard and Little's the right tackle. It's a big line.
1: Yeah, I th- I, and I thought they played pretty well. I thought I they moved people. Um, I thought they were physical. Um, yeah, overall, I, I mean, I thought I was outside the depth at running back. That concerns me. I think our, I would like to see – It would be interesting if they have the confidence in either Ingram or Arnold to play tight end in some 21 personnel, Pete, where you put 21 personnel out there and force a matchup issue with Ingram or Dan Arnold in the play-action pass game. Because right now where they're going with Manhurts when they're in 21 and he's their run blocker, but he doesn't create that much of a a matchup issue if you want to play action off of that on first, first or second down. So it'd be interesting to see if they have the confidence in the run game to let either Ingram or Arnold do that. Ingram's just not a big, big man when it comes to tight end. I mean, everyday person, he's big. But if, as a tight, inline tight end, um, he looks tiny. He, well, I mean, I mean, he,
2: you look at that number <laughs> and you look at him. He looks, I mean, for a tight end, he doesn't look like a tight end. Right. No, he yeah. looks like the old H-back. Right. I mean, but what he, do you list him at? He's thicker. I mean, now
1: Arnold looks. Bigger, but Arnold's just taller. Actually, right. Ingram's thicker and stronger and Correct. You know, heavier.
0: They're both pass-catching guys. But really. they're, they're both pass-catching
1: guys. now. So that'll be interesting to see what they do there. I expect all three of them to play. And Luke uh, uh, Farrell as well. I think those are the four tight ends. I don't think there's a bunch of spots on the roster open right now.
2: Oh, weekend. He's cutting the team oh, already. Told, I love
0: that. But this is a tradition unlike any other, and he oh would have God, none of see, it. I'm
2: the one who does that until this, he gets all mad. Well, right. I'm, not,
1: I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm not naming names. I just don't think there's that many.
2: <laughs> yes, we will.
1: I, I think the offensive line. I know five line, guys got cut today. I think the offensive line set. I think outside of maybe the sixth set. receiver, they're set. I think the tight end set. I think your quarterback set. I think running back, there's a question at the back end of the roster. I think D-line, maybe the eighth and ninth guys in question. I think your linebackers are set. And I think your secondary set for the most part.
2: Who, wait, who's the eighth lineman?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be Will Richardson.
2: Well, He he was bad the other night.
0: Didn't he get dinged up, too? He got hurt, didn't he? All right, maybe,
1: yeah. uh, he did with the ankle. So, if he's yeah. not healthy. I mean, I, that Nick Ford is interesting. Yeah,
0: a rookie. Under- rookie guy. rookie. Oh, Utah.
1: I mean, I think he's on the practice squad. I think they keep eight. Active, and then you know three on the practice squad, two or three of the practice squad develop.
2: Fortner should change his number. Seventy nine at center just doesn't look right. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no, that's that's like a joke from yesteryear. No, I know.
1: <laughs> but I mean, but but Pete, I mean, do you think there's that many open battles right now?
2: No, there aren't. I mean, wh- who's the the last receiver?
1: Well, mm. I, let's go. Through, let's go through the top. So your top three are Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Marvin Jones.
0: Those are the starters. Yes, Without those are your doubt.
1: starters. I, right.
0: Jamal Agnew's making the team.
1: Jamal Agnew, but you can put him as a specialist. Call him. Right. Call him a receiver. That's okay. four. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lavisca is going to make the team. I think
0: he's going to play. He's got to play in the pre. He hasn't played yet.
1: Well, I know, but I he's think been
0: hurt I, for two weeks.
1: I don't think they cut him. Okay, because I think they can use him as a difference maker, and I actually think he can fill that. A, a, a spot in the backfield as a running back. Um, All right, that's five. That's five, and I think then the sixth guy is probably Treadwell,
0: veteran guy.
1: Yeah, I think that's your sixth guy. I think you're done.
2: Yeah, it's and it's I, not that it's not that hard.
1: And actually, I make Treadwell the fifth guy, and uh, Lavisca is probably your sixth guy.
0: Hmm. Let's take a timeout. Uh, we'll come back defense.
2: We're going to cut that, too? We just cut that? Yes.
1: Just, Wherever you want, Pete. I'm here for, at your service. <laughs> Tony brought out the guillotine you know, tonight, got, too. He's
2: got cachet now. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Oh, no, no, no. I,
1: I don't like talking about the guys not making it. I'll talk, yeah. I like talking about the guys I think are going to make it. Jaguars did wave five
0: players today. Matt Culver, a running back. Kicker, Elliot Fry; Quarterback, Jake Luton. Wide receiver, Ryan McDaniel. And outside linebacker, Wyatt Ray. The Jags are down to 86, including the international player. Uh, We're back in a moment. Defensive talk coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson in his Monday press conference. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
3: I liked our energy tonight. Uh, I think I came out with good energy. I think the team came out with good energy. I think we can all just build off each other and
0: get to the ball. That's, that's the name of the defense right there. That is Foyer Aluokun, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and Hall of Famer Tony Baselli.
1: Well, J.P., if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate. Work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well done.
0: Crushed it. I'll tell you what. That How much did he
1: have in
2: his hands before he actually read it? No.
0: I literally did not give it to Two him seconds. until the middle, the middle of Foyer's soundbite. Yeah. All right. So I'm impressed by that. That's yeah. good.
2: Yeah. Maybe
1: someone should be reading these uh, from now on that's not named JP. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, Tony. Get Uh,
2: one one from a sports code company and we'll go from there. (laughs) Good call.
0: I mean, That was like seven years ago. We're still talking about that? Yes, we are. (laughs)
2: are.
0: Yes, we we need to find the clip of that. No, we don't.
1: We don't. Yes, we
0: do. All right, defense. We heard from Voye there. New addition. He got a little time in the game. Um, Let's... I mean, the first three drives, they gave up what, seven yards, took the ball away one time. That's a pretty good start.
1: Yes. Before we get into that, I want to hear you pronounce his last name because I've heard us I've heard people around the city say it ten different ways.
0: Foyer Aluacan. Aluakan. That's what I have it as. Yes. Now I don't have the official yeah, it's guide in front of me. Aluakon. Yes. Yes.
1: That's how I have it too. I just want to make sure. Yes, that's what I heard you say. Yes. Um I mean, listen, defensively, they were outstanding. Now, the Browns were terrible, and Deshaun Watson was miserable missing a couple wide-open guys, and they also had a couple drops. And so that helps out, obviously. And they did not have their starting right tackle, although they had a number of other starters across the line.
0: And center got hurt in the first center drive. Center got hurt on the first, first play. Second, first second or second play. play of the
1: game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the front seven dominated their, their front. And in this, in, now, as the game went on, they were a sieve again, much like they were against the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Giving so, up the run. Yeah, Ooh, giving up a lot of 41 yards. 41-yard run. Yeah, oh, giving up a lot of
1: yards in the run game now. So, that first unit played well. Um, and you have the rookie Muma in there getting the, the getting the start, um, which he won't be your starter come regular season. That's going to be Devin Lloyd or, or Devin Lloyd. Who should be back this week, Who by the way. should be back this week. Um, Devin Lloyd. But, yeah, I think it was all very positive. I mean – Trayvon Walker is a dom, I think he has the chance to be a dominant player in this league. How so? Uh, because he's so long, he's so athletic, and he's so powerful, just by natural ability. And he has no clue of how to rush the passer at this point. <laughs> and he still gets on the edge, and he still creates some havoc. And so that's a really good sign. So I think he. Now I don't. I don't know if he's a double digit
2: sack guy this year,
1: but I think he's he will disrupt offenses. Um, and create for other guys
0: on the line. He I, I, he, pushed,
2: he pushed Wills into the backfield on that one play. And Wills is a you know solid above solid starter at left. Yeah, really,
1: I think Wills is a, Wills is a very good player actually. Yeah, I think he's one of the better left tackles in football. So um, I, he
2: pushed. He pushed him back a couple times. No, there's did. like you said, Tony. He's got to learn to work. He, he never rushed the pass. I mean, he he rushed. He didn't rush it from that spot. He's got to learn how to do it. Yeah, you know, and, you, you and put I put on think... Hutchinson's tape the other day, and Hutchinson did it. And he's done it. And you could see that he has the tools of the trade. I think once Walker learns the tools of the trade, he's going to be a much better player.
1: Well, I think Trayvon Walker has a much higher ceiling than Aiden Hutchinson. And I'm not taking nothing away from Hutchinson. He has a great camp and talking to the people up in Detroit. They love him. He's more than they ever thought he was going to be. I think Josh Allen's going to have a big year. I think Josh Allen is a 12 plus sack guy this year. Wow, um, He is bigger and stronger. Than you want
0: to his- lock that?
1: Um, no, okay. I wouldn't do that to him. Cause my locks last year did not work very well. So I don't want to okay. lock anything yet. Right. So I get a feel, i got to get a better feel for it's the early lock. Yeah. for the locking. But I think, I think Josh Allen's gonna be dominant this year. I think he, it, looked,
2: he looks good. He, he, he is looks...
1: looks good. And if you watch the tape, he's on the edge, he's, you know, um, and I think you give him a full game against a right tackle in this league. Cause he's going to pr- primarily rush from that left end position. Uh, I think he's going to be problems for people. Um, so I really I like Roy Robertson
2: Harris was good the other night, Tony. He's
1: well, he's a long guy gonna create uh and Fadakusi is gonna be a he's a big powerful human being. Fadakasi. Fadakasi, sorry. Foley's Fadakasi. <laughs> Fadakasi. Well, I mean, so I'm just learning these names. I've been but, on Hall of Fame break. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done anything. I mean they're to be big, clear.
2: They're big up front. Yes. They're big.
1: They're very it's big. big
2: group. And Hamilton's you know, he's the nose. It'll be interesting I mean, if Jamal I think
1: it'll be interesting to see if Jamal Brown makes this team.
2: Malcolm Brown.
1: I mean, oh it's our, uh, preseason. Um, Malcolm Brown. Sorry. Yes, thank Malcolm you. Brown. It'll be interesting to see if Malcolm Brown. I mean, he has been in the league for a while. He's definitely a backup. Been at it. He's definitely a backup right now. He played well into the late third quarter, maybe early mm-hmm. fourth. It'll be interesting. And I, and I don't think he played great in this preseason game. Watch him. Now, the flip side of that is he's a veteran. So maybe you keep him on as that rotational guy. Because he adds depth, and you know what you're going to get out of him, which is a solid, solid effort. Um, so I'm not saying—I mean, I don't know anything; I haven't heard anything. But just that it was interesting watching how late he played, and with the additions they made in the off season. So,
2: yeah, but okay, if you get rid of him, who are you
1: keeping? You got to keep people. Well, that's the other thing. I think that the question is—is is what happens across the rest of the league when waivers come out after the third preseason game, Pete? That, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a low chance. It was just interesting to me how late in the game he was playing.
2: I got to look and see, what do they save if they get rid of him? That's another issue.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: He's he's got to have a pretty hefty contract.
1: Um, So, this is going to be a much better defense. Much better defense. No doubt about it. And I think one of the biggest upgrades is going to be at safety. I think Cisco – He's made some plays in this camp and preseason. I think he's going to be a, a
0: really good player. A little chip on his shoulder. I
1: think he, do, I think he is – A guy who got hurt late in his college career, fell in the draft because of it. The disaster that this organization was last year, led by Urban Meyer, um, got in the wrong side of Urban, didn't even get a chance to play until Urban got fired, shows up at the last couple weeks of the season when he gets a chance to play and was outstanding overall, or like small glimpses. I think he's going to be really good.
0: You say he got in the wrong side of Urban.
1: That's just what I hear. Okay. I don't want to get into specifics. Fair. He obviously didn't play. At I didn't all. want to let that go by. I well, the, it's, let me say it this way: as so he wanted it on the field, so me, something. Was... Outside of not giving up anything, I know. Um, is it, it? Does it not cause a head scratch a little bit that he did not even wasn't even active yeah. until Urban gets fired, didn't, and then he's starting? Didn't even sniff. And then what is, the and then fields. he starts. Yeah. So that's why I said okay. on the wrong side.
2: Good. If you get on the wrong side of Urban, that means you must be a pretty good guy, then.
1: <laughs> well, and if you listen to him, I don't. I've never met Cisco, but if you listen to him in interviews and you watch him on the field and you watch him uh, games, practices, he's a leader. He's a real one, and he there's a, a presence about him.
2: And I'm, I'm way, really excited to see. By the way, they would it, seven point five million dollars is the cap hit on Malcolm Brown, and they would save three million against against the cap if they released him.
1: What would they save next year?
2: Uh, where that they have year, all kinds of categories. no he's only on a two year de- he's only got two
1: okay so it so all comes come is year. it
2: worth three million dollars not to have a backup like that
1: no only if you can find bet- a younger better player
2: right what about Gostis will be on the team don't you think Gostis
1: absolutely Gostis 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 yeah. Adam Gostis so Pete messed up so we've yes. all messed up now yes. Gostis will be a guy who will be in the rotation he'll play We'll be active on Sundays.
2: Okay. So, okay. So there's four. You got to have a couple more. You, you, you're you're cutting Malcolm Brown, so you got to have a couple I more. I did
1: not cut Malcolm Brown. I said, <laughs> <laughs> well, you
2: you <laughs> at it I did not.
0: His
1: agent just called. Like what? I did not on? cut Malcolm okay. Brown. I thought it was interesting that at the end of, he's playing in the fourth quarter, Pete. I know, but you hit it
2: at it. I'm not okay, like, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. If you cut him, who plays? That's the thing. Uh, let me.
1: I need a roster.
0: Oh my goodness! Who has a roster
2: hey, Jay, here? Jakey, we'll, help him out. We'll get to it's that. It's not like there's a
1: lot of guys around. They'd have to go get guys. Oh, here we go. Let me. I got this right here. Uh,
0: you know, maybe we just take a timeout and come back. We'll we'll get to that on the other side. We'll give you a, a chance to study this, Tony, before you pull out the guillotine again. How about
1: Jay? Uh, uh, go, go for to it. Toofele.
0: Nope. to Toffeli.
1: To Dang it. <laughs> Do you keep him? I don't know. I'm just looking at names
2: now. He's just Just calling out a random (laughs) name. How about about R Williams? Defensive line, keep him. How about R Williams? (laughs) Terrence Knighton. How about R Williams?
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: What's R's first name? Keep him. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a timeout just to save Tony here. We're back in a moment. We'll uh, get his thoughts on that. We'll take a look at the Miller Electric Center. At the top of the hour, we'll hear from Doug Peterson, Jaguars head coach in this press conference live. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony, Jaguars Today, all Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. If you're watching on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, it's a live look at the Miller Electric Center outside TIAA Bank Field. The construction continues at a rapid pace, and inside of a year, the Jaguars will be in that building and practicing for training camp on those fields.
1: Question for you, JP. Yes, Tony. Where are they practicing during the regular season this year?
0: Game field and flex field is what I was told. Really? Yeah.
1: So, the game field, that's um, that's interesting. Yes. Because you can't practice too much on that because it will wear it out. Correct. So, that's going to be a lot of indoor flex field stuff.
0: Well, think about it, too. First, three, first four weeks, there's only one home game. So... You know, you're going to be away from here. No games on it, really, early in the season and late December too. Yeah, no, I'm not games. saying
1: it's not possible. It's just a, a little bit of a pain. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's not ideal. But, it's but what you it know is. what is ideal yeah. is getting that Miller Electric Center done, or is that what thats That is that we're calling it. That Miller is the official
0: name, Miller yes. Electric Center. The Miller Electric Center.
2: I like it.
1: Yeah, that is well worth it. And
2: but like uh, like training camp where they're having it. Those fields are beautiful, so that, well, yeah, that worked the, out okay. The, it's not that far. you know.
1: Well, it's a pain in the butt, though, Pete. You're getting on a bus, driving over it's there. It's 10 minutes. What are you talking about? I'm just telling you as a player. I remember when we – remember when, uh, The Pete, guys seem okay with it. No, no they're to. not. I'm telling you they're not. Well, okay. Pete, remember no, when every you once in a while we had to go over to uh, Bishop Kenny to practice? Yes. Yes. And it stunk.
2: Yeah.
1: Because you had to get your pads on. You got to get on the bus. bus. And then it stinks on the way back. It like literally yeah, stinks because I mean, everybody's sweating. Instead of just walking outside and getting on the field and going, and then getting to the locker room when you're done. Do you have a
0: police escort for that?
1: I don't remember. Do we have police escorts back then, Pete? I don't remember. They do now.
2: Yeah, I think they did. But, but Tony, you know, it's interesting because I was at the Colts camp, and I was at the Bills camp, and both of them go away for camp still in the dorms. And I wonder, it, well, the Colts actually have a hotel. It's an amazing facility up there where the, it's about 25, 30 miles north of Indianapolis. And it's like a, I guess these places are popping up all over the Midwest, these sports complexes where they bring these, they have thousands of fields. They bring these tournaments there and there's an indoor hockey facility. There's, you know, indoor basketball. It's, it's just amazing. And they built this facility for the Colts and they have a hotel there and they stay there. And it's nice. And they just like going away for camp for bonding purposes. And the Bills, the same thing. The Bills are in the dorm at in Pittsford, New York, which is, you know, they, they're they actually in the dorm. And I don't know if you guys saw the story. Von Miller put out a all-points bulletin that he didn't like the toilet paper, and the Bills fans sent him tons of it. They sent it to him. So he said he's he's good on it now. You know what?
1: I, I wonder if it's... What's the value of going away from camp? Because it's not camp anymore, Pete. They're only allowed eleven hours at the facility. You're only allowed really one p- real practice. The other's a walkthrough. So you're literally done as a player at seven p.m., eight p.m. You're also up at what five a.m., aren't you? No, six a.m. You have eleven hours, JP. So okay. let's say you get there at
2: seven. Well, then you're why
0: deep. do they why do they stay
1: at the hotel then?
2: And that's my point. Well, you also can ha- if you want to hang out, you can hang out though. I'm, you're
1: not supposed to be with the coaches after 11 hours. No, but like you can you bond can,
2: with your teammates. Yeah,
1: you go to stuff. dinner, do something. I don't know. My point are, is, it's not like it used to be. It's not like it used to be, and I, and I guess my point is, I would either do it one of two ways. I would either go away because then you force everyone to hang out together, or just say stay at home. Because let me tell you what I would be doing as a married guy: not every night, but a few nights. Practice gets over, I'm done at 6.30, so I'm cruising to the beach, go hang out with the wife for a little bit, see the kids, have a little dinner, watch a little TV, hang, and then go back to the hotel.
2: Well, are the Where are the Jaguars in the hotel there, right? Yes. Yeah, they're downtown. That's right. Are the veterans in the hotel too?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
2: everybody. See, a lot of teams, like the Titans always make the rookies and younger players stay, but the veterans can go home. So yeah, I, diff- I, I guess there's I is- ways to do it.
1: Like either – I don't understand. It's not – and I'm not – this is not me being the old crusty guy because I actually think a lot of what they do now is better. It's better for the players. It doesn't impact the game. I think they need a, a few more reps. I think they have need a little bit more time um, as far as what they're allowed to do in camp. But overall, I'm, I'm for it. So this is not me – I'm just saying realistically, when you're done, it's an 11-hour day. I mean – Hundreds of thousands of people in Jacksonville work 11-hour days every day of their lives. Correct. And so you're done at call it six or seven. What are you going to go sit in the hotel for four hours? I'm sure they do go home. So
3: I'm
1: sure why? A can't, lot of guys. I guess my point is, I would, you know,
2: you'd let the veteran stay at home.
1: Well, if I was a veteran, I'd be in Doug's ear saying, "Hey, coach, come on." I'm I'm going
2: home anyways.
1: Okay, I'm going home. Goes. You're saving me an hour drive. Let me just stay, and right. I can sleep in my own bed. Like I'm married. I'm not going out. I have no interest. I'll be here whenever you want me to. Let me go sleep at home.
2: And I bet he revises that, like as he goes throughout. This is young team. I bet as he gets a little into it more. Yeah, he'll the first
1: year. The, to your point, first year young team. I get it. Gotta set the tone. Yeah, sure. But I. I it would have been interesting this year because of all the stuff going on. And I wonder if Doug considered it of going somewhere else for camp. Where would you go? I mean, you could go go down to Orlando, go stay at the Disney at the Disney uh, mm, facility. Where they used to have the portable Like World the Bucks practices. Practices. used to do. Yeah. yeah, the Bucks used to do it. They have all those fields at the uh, ESPN Sports Center. There's hotels down there, all the facilities. Maybe you go down there for three weeks.
2: And that's the thing. Camp is only three weeks.
1: It's not that long. No. Or maybe, I mean, that's an opportunity. Uh, I mean, heck, I don't know what's up in Amelia Island. I'm sure there's fields up there you could go convert. As much as they spent for on the Episcopal fields, they had to redo all those. You could have done that anywhere.
2: Or I, go, it, it, go, to, just go to South Georgia somewhere. If there's yeah, like a I, I, I
1: guess my point is, with the CBA, in the limited time that they can keep the players around here, it's interesting, like having camp at home and making people stay at a hotel. Young team, I get it. I'm with Pete. As this team gets older and Doug gets more comfortable with the people and builds relationships, will that change and the veterans actually can stay at home? I don't know.
2: See, in here the fans can't watch practice. Right. Well, it's one year. This
1: just this year because of the. I know.
2: I know. But but this is a and this is something that's starting to bother me when I go around to camps now. And I'll use Tampa as an example. And because I, I told some of their people this. They only open it up to season ticket holders. Well, there's a lot of fans, and I would have been one of them when I was a kid. We couldn't afford season tickets. I don't like that either, Pete, because as a kid,
1: one of my favorite things was going to Greeley and watching training camp of the Broncos, and I would have been bummed if I couldn't have done that. All right, guys,
0: let's come back. Uh, Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour right around the corner. We'll listen in live to head coach Doug Peterson's press conference. The Fanatics fan questions coming up. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the, that's the goal, you know, to end with the touchdown. Helps a lot when you can turn those, those field goals into touchdowns, get those extra points. So for us to finish that way, obviously
0: we had two opportunities and didn't really finish in the red zone. So it was nice to get that um, and, and finish the right way. Obviously, um, I think overall
3: we played pretty well those first three series. There's, like I said, always some things to clean up and we'll watch the tape and, and get better. But um, I thought the guys were ready, played fast. And, th- and that's the biggest thing. Guys were playing fast, getting open. I thought they did a good job.
0: That's the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and welcome into a second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. On this Monday, the first Monday show of the 2022 campaign, J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Fame left tackle Tony Basselli and CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. Glad you're along with us today. We are moments away from head coach Doug Peterson's Monday press conference. The Jaguars are practicing under the lights tonight, so Peterson will speak here in just a few moments. We'll listen in live So a little bit of that. Uh, The Jags are on the field about 6.30 or so tonight. Close to the public. But, uh, yeah, they're going to get some work in the game field tonight. And then back to Episcopal after a day off tomorrow. They're back to Episcopal Sports Campus Wednesday and Thursday. Off Friday ahead of the Saturday matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the uh, Jaguars, of course, got a uh, loss in preseason week one this past Friday. They had a 13-0 lead. And fell 24-13. Trevor Lawrence, you just heard from him, 6-12, 95 yards, a touchdown on the final throw of the night for him. Travis Etienne Jr. had his first game action since last preseason and his foot injury. Zay Jones had a couple catches, including a 32-yarder on the opening offensive snap. The starting defense looked nice against Deshaun Watson and the Browns starters. Ten or Seven yards allowed rather over the first three drives and a takeaway. The reserves lost that lead, though. And we mentioned what's coming up this week. So, um, I think every it's, it's felt like guys that this week, you know, Jags fans that you talk to or here on Twitter, see everywhere. Like, eh, they're, they're pretty happy right now, it feels like. Or not over-the-top happy, but, hey, the starters played pretty well. It just feels a little better overall. I think, Tony, you were saying a little well, bit the, of that earlier. the
1: bar is so low. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. But even with, the, even with the low bar, I mean, we started the show – and I'm going to be consistent here, I thought they looked good. I thought both offensively and defensively, and let's focus on the offense and the quarterback here. I thought, you know, it was basically their first preseason game because most of those guys did not play in the uh, Hall of Fame game. And so, good job. That's I mean, progress. Progress is being made. Like It looks like a real NFL offense. How often do we do this show with Pete and I going, "Um, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. Like, you watch this, and it's vanilla, and it's early, but, like, okay. I know what Doug Peterson wants to do. I understand the run scheme, what they're going to try to do and how they're going to try to, you know, um, use RPOs and how they're going to the inside zone game. There's going to be a little gap stuff there, some uh, power um, there. You understand it's, you know, the progression of with the in the passing game. It, I mean, it looks like a real NFL offense, and that's what you expect. I mean, Doug Peterson's won a Super Bowl, my goodness. I mean, he played quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was on Andy Reid's staff. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. And I think you should be excited if you're a Jaguar fan because for the first time in 24 months, it looks like an NFL team. I mean, this is a team that won four games in two years.
2: But but it looks like an NFL team in large part because they have a, a real NFL coach. Let's be real about it.
1: That's my point. I I mean,
2: it was a disaster. You know, when I was at practice, I'm like, where's the microphone? I missed the microphone. Hustle, hydrate, hustle, hydrate. Where was it? I mean, it's just just the sophomore garbage is gone. And a guy, a pro's pro is coaching that team. Now, whether he wins or loses, that's to be determined. But he's got skins on the wall and he knows how to do it. He's been around the league. He knows what it takes. Uh, Unlike... Uh, the socially awkward one who didn't know anything about coaching in the National Football League.
1: Well, Pete, I said it since they h- hired him. I think Doug Peterson and the staff that he's assembled, because the staff's a big part of it, I think they're, they're worth three to four wins over last year's co- head coach and staff. Because
0: all the staff played in the league as well. I, mean, most I, mean, I think, it's, of them I think coach- it's
2: three to four wins. Yeah,
1: Improvement. And that's
0: why okay, I mean,
2: so if the quarterback gets improves by what I think he can improve by, you're gonna have him in the postseason. no, I
1: I and so we can go we you know, we can do maybe in the second hour after we hear from Doug Peterson our annual, you know, wins and losses. Uh <laughs>
2: But hey, I, I, are we held to that? Because what did we, we say last year. We, yeah, I, I think we
0: were way over what actually no, Pete, happened I last said, year.
2: neither was Tony. I don't think. No, I, I, think I said four really to six JP wins.
1: Was. I said four to six wins. They got three. That's what I said. And Pete That's said. said actually, Pete said three to five. Pete was right, right. on the number. Um,
2: what well, we JP have to say
1: eight?
0: Say, yeah, probably eight nine.
1: No. I actually <laughs> think this. Uh, <laughs> and we can, let's go through it
0: because we'll, we have to do this another night. We'll do this closer to the season. Okay,
1: but I'm just saying. Yeah. I think Pete. See, I mean, floor for this team is six. I don't see them losing less than six. I think the I think the ceiling realistically is nine. Ooh. I think they're they're getting between six and nine wins this year. If they and, get
2: nine, they're going to be in the playoff, playoff. conversation. And if I
1: had to be held to a number, I would say they're going to be seven and ten.
2: See, I'm thinking six and eleven.
1: If I had to be held to a Good number, it's a nice jump. It's seven and 10, eight and nine in there, right around the 500 mark. Playing real football in November, December, where it matters, that's where I think they're going to be. It's a tough schedule at the end. You're yeah, away a it, lot. It you is, know. Yeah. And, yeah, and injuries come into that, and it's not a deep roster, so you got to get lucky. Yeah, But I think they're going to be competitive in every game.
2: Even against the really, really good teams.
1: Yeah, I do. Because I think they're good enough. I think they have enough playmakers on both sides of the ball now, Pete where they can go compete. I mean, I, I look think, at the, I think
2: it, they're going to be competitive. I'm not going to back away. I, I mean, against I the really good teams, that's, that's well, a big step forward.
1: Well, this is what I'm assuming. So let's like, let's talk about the chiefs. The chiefs are really dang good. Obviously. Correct. They, they got a great quarterback. I actually think if uh, Trevon Walker, Trevon Walker, Trayvon Trayvon Walker. (laughs)
2: Three times. (laughs) Three. Third time's
1: the charm. Oh, my goodness. If Trayvon Walker is who I think he'll be, and and Josh Allen has the dominant ear that I think he will, that's a pain in the rear end for two offensive tackles. I don't care what team you're on. And they'll be able to disrupt the quarterback and make – like, you have to game plan for them. You're okay with the corners? I think the corners, I think, you know – I think both corners, Shaq Griffin and uh Tyson Campbell, are both really good players. I think I think Tyson I actually by the end of the year I think Tyson's gonna be your number one corner.
2: Yeah, we haven't oh, seen I, Darius I Williams that, yet. Yeah, I don't think there's any question he's gonna be the number one corner by the end of the year. I,
1: I, I agree with that. And I and I we talked about Cisco. So I think defensively they're gonna be good enough um to keep them in games. And I just think they're gonna score points this year. All right, let's go down
0: the hallway. Head coach Doug Peterson having a Monday press conference. Let's listen in live.
3: You'll see him there? in uh, some team drills. We're going to keep him out of contact drills though uh, this week, and just keep progressing him along. But uh, he's doing doing well, and, and that's that's the goal, just to progress him. You know, here in the next few days. How about Devin Lloyd? Same thing. You know, you'll see him in uh, you know some individual work. Um, still want to keep him uh, away from any kind of contact right now, where he's got a strain. Um, and uh, hopefully, here in the next couple of days, we'll see more of him. You talked about having uh, a plan of when to have more high contact practices and so forth. Have you adjusted anything in your uh, training camp plan from when you when you started? Are you adjusting day to day, or has it been pretty much as you anticipated? Everything's been as anticipated, other than kind of flipping the script today. You know, practicing tonight. Uh, everything we've done um, we've we've kept right to the right to the schedule uh, on all the practices the the length of time Uh, the only thing I've done I think if anything and subtle probably to y'all is just increase the number of reps that the ones get during practice I've increased that just a little bit started last week Um, we'll do that again this week but other than that, we've stayed true to form. And are you basically where you anticipated being at this point? I mean, I'm sure you had some milestones in your head of where you wanted to be. Yeah, day. you know, and that's kind of the the gauge with the games too. You know, you kind of your benchmark and where you are. And, you know, obviously the ones uh, came out and did, you know, did a, did a nice job the other night uh, in that football game, um, and they'll get another opportunity. Hopefully a little bit longer uh, in this in this next game, you know, so Saturday kind
1: of, night. Oh, I'm sorry, kind of a minor point. Of view.
3: <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. You're gonna start, ra- you you start raising hands. Follow up and then, man. <laughs> <then. laughs> <he's> <laughs> it's like, hey, oh, so <laughs> a <different> yeah. <laughs> You've no, gotta yeah. be quick. Sorry, no, you're good. Sorry, He's
1: gonna ask about the punter or something. Oh no, he would dare. Third string corner. Close uh, the interception the other night. It was returned for a
3: touchdown. When you looked at on film, did Jeff fight for that enough? Um, in your I mean, he did. I mean, obviously you like to see there, there were, it's a little bit of everything. Um, understanding the situation of the game, where we were, you know, around a minute to go. Um, we weren't necessarily in a two-minute scenario because we were in the, you know, the, the plus side of the field. Chance to get three points right there. We had a couple options uh, to go other places with the football um, that CJ had. Uh, but at the same time, he, he chose he chose to go that way, and that's fine. You know, we just got to make the play, or at least knock it down. Um, tough, tough play, just because of the the twisting and the turning. But I'd say this great play by the DB too to to get it out of his hands. And is Jeff still in it to make this team? Is he, is yeah, he yeah, he's still team competing, team? still, still doing doing a nice job. You know, not only as a receiver, but on special teams, and and uh, we just you know keep keep his head up and keep moving. Doug,
1: knowing what you said about Devin and about James and their recovery, knowing some of the
3: other guys that were back up and you held out Saturday or Friday night, is it safe to say they probably won't play this upcoming Saturday? Um, You're referring to those two? Yeah, Devin. James, for sure. You know, we're still not there yet with him. Um, Devin's closer. But we got to see today and then uh, Wednesday again to see where he's at, Wednesday, Thursday, to really make a determination if he can in this football game, when you, when you were in
1: Philadelphia, you had a pretty de- decent defense that first year, and then the next two or three years, it got re- it got really pretty good, particularly against the run. What do you see from this defense in terms of where it could get down the road, knowing you've got a lot of people that are still getting used to each
3: other? Yeah, you know, I think you know Philly, they were learning a new scheme as well in sixteen and in seventeen, and um, same thing here, you know, learning a new scheme and uh, you, you run fits and. Different gaps that you have to protect and defend, and you know it's just it's just different styles. And and, uh, but at the same time, you see you see improvement. You know we saw improvement a little bit this past week uh, against you know Cleveland's rush, and then you know we got to take it up another notch. You know this Saturday against Pittsburgh, who kind of prides himself in running the football. So um, it's a matter of just continuing to work together, getting more reps on the field with those starters. and and I think you'll begin seeing you know a little more improvement in that that area. You were first, seventh, and third in run defense the middle years in Philly. Uh, do you feel like I didn't per- know that? Uh, do you feel like <laughs> the personnel that you had here can ascend to that type? Of I, I think defense? so. I, I really do. I really do. I think it's a good it's a good group of you know seven or eight guys you know that that comprise of the front. when you start adding the safeties in there. Um, and so, yeah, I do believe that we can we can ascend there. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work, though. You know, I mean, this is a, you look at our division and some of the running backs in our division, and, and, um, you know, they, we're going to have to bring, as I say, your lunch bell to work every day when we play these guys.
1: Can you just talk about the decision to waive Jake Lewin and the
3: rest of the guys today? You know, first of all, appreciate everything that those guys did for us, you know, off season, training camp. Um, They gave everything they had, you know, obviously to to us, and and we appreciate that. It is just a, I've been in their shoes too many times, you know, to understand exactly and and know exactly what they're going through. It's just part of the business, you know, and, and, you know, by rules we have to reduce our roster by five guys, and we got to do five after, you know, next week, and then get it down to 53 after that. So um, it's part of the business. um, But, you know, it also gives them an opportunity to, to seek you know, employment somewhere else and, and uh, try to try to stay in this league as much as I can.
0: That is head coach Doug Peterson. The full press conference will be available on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media coming up in just a little bit. We'll return on Jaguars Happy Hour. Pete Prisco back with us in a moment. Tony Baselli, And we're going to keep it real. Keep it real. It's back, baby. Uh, it's my favorite segment. We're gonna Who's sponsoring it this year? Uh, Woodbridge by Robert Mondaw. I'm still waiting for my case of uh, wine. You know, you might have a little leverage now. I want my case. Get one my way, too. <laughs> We're back in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday for the first time in the 2022 season. J.P. Shadrick. Hall of Famer Tony vaselli senior writer for CBS Sports, Pete Prisco. Glad you're along with us today. We just heard from Doug Peterson. The full press conference available coming up shortly on Jaguars.com. Time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Pete, did you get your box yet? Uh,
2: yeah, of course. They sent... Star's got boxes, and the, you know, the schleps can get one, so I got a box. You're lying, Pete. We know that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, when Tony gets his, I'm telling you, I know what's happening. He's gonna get it if they send it to him like in November. It's every person he knows is getting the bottle for yeah. Christmas. Woodbridge. Oh, yeah. oh, this
0: Woodbridge amazing! Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Tony.
2: Right. Oh, Tony, Tony, yeah. everybody in everybody. Oh, Tony Woodbridge, and if you sign them. It'll be worth something now. 100 bucks. 100 H-O-F. bucks. HOF. <laughs> Unless I, I
1: well, I might if it's good wine, which it is, cuz they make great wine, I might just keep it myself.
2: Nah. I'm not you'll sure I'd half share half it with you, Peter. No, you'll keep half for yourself, and the rest you'll give out as Christmas presents to avoid spending money.
1: It'd be a good Christmas present. I mean, you'd want to be on my Christmas list if, I, if, I, if I'm handing those out. <laughs> you'll
0: listen to Tony Baselli say, hey, yeah, a good Christmas gift would be a Tony Baselli autographed bottle of wine. That's a, that's a Tony Baselliism. if I Put heard. that
1: out on the poll and see how many people would have asked for that.
0: I, we didn't do a Twitter poll tonight. We need to start doing that, though. Interesting. All
1: right, what are we keeping it real? Oh, tonight? yeah. Uh, how concerned
0: are you about the reserves giving up a 13-0 lead?
1: Uh, n- it doesn't even, like, get my blood pressure to move a point. like Nothing. Like, nothing. Uh, now, because I already knew this team had depth issues. I mean, I think we all knew that. Um, most of those guys – not most. A number of those guys won't be playing, won't be on the roster. Um, and the ones that are going to be playing a, a, a rotational role, so they'll be out with the guys who dominated in, in the first few series. So not a big concern. Pete? Did Pete quit? Pete, I think Pete quit Honest. Well, that's what happens
0: when
2: – You can't hear me?
0: Oh, no, now we, got we you can. Now. There now, we you go. now we've
2: got Don't you think the lack of, of depth is going to be a season-long issue, though? And it just manifested itself in that game.
1: Yeah, so but if guys I think go down, we, I, you're going
2: to have a major problem.
1: I think we knew that. Uh, that's why right. it's not. It's
2: right, Giving up concern. a lead, the preseason game, nobody cares about.
1: Right.
0: It's what it could reflect down the road.
1: That's right. Which we already
2: knew. Hey, hey, Tony, did you you watch the defensive snaps? Right.
1: I, I I watched the first half beat. I did not watch the second uh,
2: half. Okay. No, I was telling JP. I thought forty played pretty well.
1: Rusty. Jones.
2: Jameer, Jameer Jones, Jones, the outside
0: linebacker, third-year man out of Notre Dame. Jameer Jones, he did
2: some he did some decent things. If you watch it, you tell me what you think. But he did some interesting things. Six-three, two-fifty-five.
1: No, I watched him. I mean, he stood out on the, in, during the game. I mean, he's an athletic guy. Got on the edge a few times. Um, the question is: is is there a spot for him on the final fifty-three man? I mean, if you look at that, if you look at the defense, Pete. I mean, your starting outside backers are Trayvon Walker and um, and and uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Those are your starters, right? Um, Smoot has the flexibility to play inside or outside. Correct. Um, I can't. I don't see them cutting Chase on.
2: Well, I'll be honest with you. I thought the kid played better than Chase on. I did
1: too. Night. And so, I mean. I mean, I guess you could keep keep four, two
2: backups. I mean if you yeah, if you, you, if, you, Smoot, you if you say you say Smoot is an inside a, guy. Yeah. 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 I mean because when chance. they go to their when they go to their what they the roadrunner package that people call it, it was Smoot was rushing from the inside and, and then you had Allen and Walker and uh, oh Arden Key was the Don't forget side. Arden Key's the yeah.
1: really the fourth is gonna be the backup of those outside backers. So you know, I think it comes down to Jameer Jones or Chase on.
2: Right. And there's no loyalty in this regime to Chase On.
1: That's true. It's the true statement. That's very true. So I mean, by that, the way, Arden that,
2: Key a good Arden a good football player.
1: Well, he's a guy that you need on your team if you want to win. And from the standpoint he can he's has versatility, he understands his role. He's gonna come in on third down. He's gonna give you a good rush. He can push the pocket from the three technique in sub. He plays hard. He's, you feel confident if Trayvon Walker or Josh Allen need a blow, he can play, you know, in regular down situations. I, I really liked that signing. I thought that was a good signing by Trent Baalke and, and Doug Peterson.
2: That I would agree with you. Was, and by the way, yes. when he came out, he was a lean edge rusher, and he's bulked up and become a guy who can rush on the inside. He, listen, he's,
1: he's made himself into a pro. I mean, he's yeah. created. A, he's become a valuable asset in this league as a as a under, guy who understands his role on a team, who plays hard, physical, and has position
2: flexibility. I mean, so where does he count? That's the thing when you're counting numbers. What's yeah. I think counts? he counts
1: outside, Pete,
2: because so I that, think that means that means it's it's Chase versus Jones or something like that for the fourth spot.
1: I agree. That's what, yeah, yeah. It's interesting.
0: And those guys got to play special teams too. If they're going to be that deep. Absolutely. How do they perform there, you know? That, that'll be a big piece of the puzzle, too. Sorry for the false start, but that was Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mundavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mundavi. We'll, we'll see if the box arrives this week.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Listen. Mondavi, I think they just had the wrong address for me last year, and I think I, I've got that <laughs> you've corrected. Had some,
0: you've had some house things going. Yeah, we, on.
1: we. I think they sent it to my old house, and now now that I've let them know my new address, so I expect it any week now.
2: We'll the thing back. about it is, JP, <laughs> yes. if he got it and we didn't, he would tell us. Oh, oh no,
1: no, I, no way! I would not just tell you; I'd rub your face yeah. in it.
2: I'd be gloating. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a wine drinker. Uh, you know, I might be one of the only Italians that's not a wine drinker in the world, but I would have a lot of Christmas presents.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I am a wine drinker and uh, I would look forward to tasting it.
0: Let's come back with the Fanatics fan questions from social media. Twitter was a buzz today. Getting to interact with Tony Bacelli and. I guess Pete also. Uh, That's coming up. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville
1: Jaguars. Angie and I are blessed, incredibly, to call Jacksonville our home. It's where Ford... (laughs) It's where four of our five children were born and every one of them has been raised. It's a beautiful city, where the Buscelles have made lifelong friends. Several of you are here today. EM, I'm glad you made it. I'm indebted to our first owners, Wayne and Dolores Weaver. Thank you for bringing the NFL to Jacksonville and making me a Jaguar. And I'm grateful for our current owners, Shad and Ann Kahn, Tony Kahn, Shawna Kahn, and team president, Mark Lamping. You have treated us as though we've been a part of your lives forever. Just like family. And there's nothing more precious than family. That is Tony Buscelli, of course,
0: in the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement. Just a little while back, a couple weeks ago now. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Buscelli. The first show since the Hall of Fame. I yes. uh, love you, Jacksonville. Ding, $100. $100 here, $100 there. That's not
1: true,
2: Jamie. Okay. When's your next signing for cash? Uh,
1: I don't have anything <laughs> on the calendar right now, Pete. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. It wasn't
1: like, even home a week.
2: It, it was It was exactly a week. At what time did your signing start, Tony? 6 p.m., Pete. Oh. No, it did not.
1: Yes, it did. 6 p.m., oh, same time the party started a week before.
2: Okay. So, by that time, he was already in. I thought he'd time it up where it was exactly the same time, a week later.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I
0: love it. I'm glad for you. That's, that's exciting.
1: Thank you very much. Really I, I love that Pete's giving me a hard time, because I know for a fact that yeah. anyone
2: who would pay him to do anything, he would have right. He would be doing multiple every day. Yes. I'd be like, uh, Tuesday, where do you need me? Thursday, you need me on Saturday. How about Monday?
0: Wait till he gets gets to the writer's wing of the Hall of
1: Fame. Pete would be like Pete Pete Rose sitting in Vegas at one of the hotels every day (laughs) (laughs) signing stuff.
2: Wherever you need me, I'm signing. What are you talking about? You're going to be doing that too. I don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll see. Uh,
0: Hey, it's time for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. Let's go to social media.
1: Can't wait. I love this. My favorite segment of the day. We
0: put out the bat signal earlier today. Here's the best we came up with. You
1: notice I, I retweeted it without you even having to tell me too.
0: Thank you, Tony. Yes, thank you. Well done. I'll take
1: credit for the great questions.
0: Um, At 904 and more came in before you retweeted it. Is performance in preseason games valued more than training camp performance when gauging talent and who makes the
1: roster? I I think it's all part of the equation. And I do think a little bit more weight is probably put on the performance in the game, especially if it's close between two players. Um, But it's all part of the valuation. The valuation starts with OTAs. It actually starts how you handle the meetings, how you uh, ingest information and how fast you can process it, how you learn, how you work out, what you do during OTAs, and then obviously training camp practices with the pads on. And then, yes, I mean, I think there's probably a little bit more weight to those games uh, playing against other players, other teams, I should say.
2: But here, here's my concern with some of that, and, I, and I'm just going to go reference a guy. There's a, a six-round tight end for the Colts named Ogletree, who's been there. just they've been raving about him in camp, and he's actually working with the ones. He's working against the ones and making plays, and so you got to temper it a bit because if you get into a game and you don't necessarily get their opportunities, and yet you have some rookie who's working against the third teamers and he makes plays, you gotta you gotta look at it from that standpoint too. I like to see guys who are making plays against ones and twos in practice, and then you see if it translates to the game.
1: No, I, would, I think you're, I think we're saying the same thing. It's all part of the process. Obviously, yeah. if you're a, if it's a competition and you're making, one guy's making plays against the ones and another guy's making plays against the threes, you're going to put that into the equation of how you weigh, how you evaluate those individuals.
0: Next question on social media: the fanatics fan questions of the night at Nick Presley ten. Does ETN eventually take over as RB one over J Rob, or is he just not much of an every down back?
1: No, I think I think ETN is an every down back, and I think a lot of this is going to be dependent on how what's J Rob like when he comes back from the Achilles tear. Uh, let's let's just assume J Rob's one hundred percent healthy and he's back to the J Rob. That he was before the Achilles.
0: Does he just jump right in
1: there? I, I think it's. I think it's a rotation. I think you'll see much like a, much like uh, Mac and uh, and uh, and uh, Cream Hunt in Cleveland, where you really throughout the game, you really <laughs> Mac. I mean, not Mac. Mac. Uh, Chubb,
0: Chubb, thank he's you. He's
2: going back to the old days of Ernest Biner and Kevin <laughs> like, Max. What are you
1: thinking of.
2: <laughs> you're <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> B. That's what I was. What are we doing? This old Did Cleveland Municipal Stadium. It's early, it's early in the season, first show. I've been out you for a while. Mean <laughs> Chub? Everything's working 100%. You mean Chubb and Hunt? Chubb Chub and Hunt. I think it'll be like that, where you're going to see both guys, you know, pretty much split reps and the hot hand, get the majority of the carries for the game.
2: Yeah, I think ETN's going to be their lead back. But I, I, I agree with you. If Robinson's back to normal, he's going to come in and get his 10, 8 to 10 carries, too. Yeah, but ETN's, ETN will start, and he'll be the lead back. Yeah, I think
0: he's
1: going to be the number one guy going into the season.
0: Because four and a half yards or whatever James Robinson averages when he's healthy can play. He can oh, find a role play. for He's going
2: to play. Yeah. Yes.
0: If he's healthy. Yes. I'm
2: the just trick. curious to see what kind of year Max's going to have in Cleveland. <laughs>
0: wow. It's amazing. They're turning back the clock.
2: Stacy Max,
1: Stacy Max making a comeback.
2: Back.
0: <laughs> we move along at General of Duval. Do we have enough to compete for the AFC South or is it too early to tell? Mm.
1: Well, I'll say this, no. if let's say everyone stays healthy on every team all year. I think it'll be a very competitive division and I think would it surprise me that if the Jaguars ended up 500 in the division or just over meeting split with everybody? Where it's pretty even, not at all. I just think over the length of seventeen games, playing the outside the division games and everything else, I think that I think the Colts are probably the favorite. And if Derrick Henry gets it going with the Titans, they're just a tough team to beat.
0: Well, the Colts haven't won here since um, you know Obama was president. Yeah. it's been a while.
1: It
2: has. But the Colts are the best team in the
1: division. The Colts are the best team. The Colts will be better this year than they were last year because of Matt Ryan.
2: Correct. And Can I think say, the Texans are going to be better than people think they are, too.
1: Really? Yeah. How? Why? I think Davis Mills is good. I think pretty Davis Mills is good. I do too.
0: At fit Jag Chick. I was not able to watch the all twenty two, but were the wide receivers able to get separation yes. Friday?
1: The answer is yes to that. Absolutely. Yep. I, I, I think um, this is I think it's the most improved position group on the team, with the addition of Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. You have I mean I didn't know. I knew Zay Jones could run, but he's he's faster than I thought he was, even. I mean,
2: he he's can, also pretty fluid. He's, he's improved as a route runner. Yeah. Like For early in his move. career, he's just a one trick pony. He's a much better route runner than he used to be. Yeah.
1: I, like, I'm super impressed with Zay Jones. Um, and what we've seen in practice with Christian Kirk, looking forward, uh, the word is he's going to be cleared to go tonight. So we're going to go watch him good. tonight.
3: That's good.
0: Yeah, he and, turned an ankle last week,
1: and that means as long as everything progresses nicely, he'll we'll see him on Saturday against the Steelers. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him out there as well.
2: They're faster. It's a faster team. Remember how? That's all we talked about last year is how slow they were. They're faster.
1: Yep, and Ingram create add speed on the field as well as the tight end. Correct, yes, he does. ETN too. That's know. right.
0: Faster team, speed wins in the NFL. At Duncan underscore Chapman. Do you think there's any chance the second and third string team improve notably from here, or should the Jaguars be looking to the waiver wire to add new depth players?
1: I think it's both. I do think the guys, younger players will get better the second the guys down the down the line from the starters, they will improve. But I also think you're gonna see three to five players added from the waiver wire.
2: It's a lot. I mean, uh, five's a lot. Yeah, you might if I had to be held, number, be I'd say th-
1: three. Huh? Three's low. That might
2: be low. Wow. You, might add, you might get more than that. Hmm. I mean, you can look at it. If you get a you get a uh, running back, you've mentioned that already. The kicker. They're, they're, I mean, they're probably going to add a kicker.
0: Yeah, they waved they waved Fry today, so they've hurt, got Santoso, and they say
2: they might bring him back or something. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But they still I don't their kicker might not be on their roster right now. So there's two automatically. Um, They might still add it. You know, we talked about uh, a, a, another veteran corner with Darius Williams and he hasn't practiced the whole summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think you got to look at the bottom 10% of 10 to 15% of the roster. I always think every year those guys are at risk. After the cuts made, that bottom, uh, you know, 10, 5 to 10%, Maybe fifteen percent of that roster, they are looking to upgrade with other te- other players who got cut from other teams.
0: They've got time to do it too, because the cut is on Tuesday after the final preseason game, yeah. and there's a whole bye week. You going basically into right. twelve days. Yeah. So
2: yeah, the, the, the corner, the rookie corner, actually made some plays the other day. I thought uh, was it Brown? Uh, oh, the draft pick. Yeah.
1: Montero yeah, Brown. Made-
2: Yep. Yeah, he made a couple – he had about four, three or four tackles and was, like, involved. I think that – I don't know what he got credited for, but like watching the game, it looked like he did.
0: Let's move along. One more question. At Brandon underscore Moore, who do you think will be Trevor's number one target in the red zone in Doug Peterson's offense and why?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, There's options here, aren't there? Yeah, there is. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Ingram, Evan Ingram. I think he'll end up being the guy.
2: I'm going to go with Kirk.
1: Yeah. I think
2: Kirk's going to end up being the guy.
1: I was going to go – the only reason I was going to go Zay Zay Jones because sometimes you like guys with length, and Zay Jones has some length to him at that wide receiver position. He's – long. He's. I mean, I think he's even longer than Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, different body type. So, But I'm going to go with Ingram. I think he's a matchup issue
2: down in the red zone. I'll go with
0: Kirk. I like both of those answers, in fact. And by the way, Pete Monteric brown had five tackles in the game, led the yeah, team. Yeah, he was
2: active. He was active.
0: Five tackles and one for a loss. For the yeah, rookie. he was
2: active. I mean, that he's you got to keep a young corner. You have to. So whoever that is, he might be it.
0: That'll do it for our Fanatics fan questions. I like that it's, uh, it's sponsored this year. I do too. Good work by the business. Way, way to go! You know, the people talk every week. Social media is a buzz because of this show, and it reflects now in the sponsorship. We appreciate that.
1: Well, and you know, I know everyone is really, really excited about next week's show. It's it's a highlight I've, of it's a highlight of the year. I've been
0: looking forward to that show for months. I
1: mean, I've I've already on Twitter. I, they're saying we cannot wait for the August 22nd show.
2: It, why is it, that? Why is that, Tony?
1: Because it'll be just JP and I and you won't be here. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> That's the only one I'm missing all year. I have to be in Minnesota for the Vikings camp so I can talk to Keenan about getting him in the ring of honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, It's going to come up, huh? Is what you're saying? Well, let's yeah. put it this way. I had a real nice conversation a lot of people there about that. Your thing about getting guys into that ring of honor, because it's time Keenan got in. It's time Tom got in. So I think those are the next two. And then Maurice, and then you have to decide which defensive player goes in probably Rasheen Mathis. But, you know, you know, talking to those guys and, and Chad Johnson and some of the other guys we talked about, is there need to be a different process to getting guys in? I couldn't even tell you you the process. Why didn't it happen last year?
0: Yeah, I couldn't even tell you the process before, to be honest with you.
2: I mean, there needs to be something done. Keenan needs to be in. I'm sorry. He just needs to be in. Tom needs to be in. You know, Obviously, Tom just got away from football, but he'll eventually go in. But why Keenan isn't in is a mystery to me. And And I know it bothers him, and it kind of bothers me. And Tony, as a guy who played with him, I'm sure you think he should be in too.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I think Keenan, one of, I've said it forever, one of my favorite teammates ever. No one loved football. No one practiced harder. No one played harder. And, and probably one of the toughest guys I've ever played with is Keenan McCardell. Um, First
2: Jaguars Pro Bowler, by the way.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. 100% he is. Um, I mean, I think Tom should be there. Yep. No no brainer. Um, and I think MJD should be there. Yep. Um, I think Rasheen Mathis. Yep, um, probably the best defender in the history of this league, of this team. Took the ball away, man. Playoff yep. games. The I think whole deal. I think yeah. uh, Marcus Stroud should be up there. Probably the best defensive lineman to ever play on this team. Um, yeah. I mean, I think those are guys that should be up there. I th- I, listen, I think ultimately Clayus Campbell needs to be up there. Ah, uh, he wasn't there long enough. Yeah, but what he did. I mean, Clay's Campbell is a big part of this organization. He was. what What is it,
2: three, four years? Was that what I'm, I'm it was? Not,
1: I'm not saying – I'm saying he's down the line. I'm just talking about guys. I mean, if you go to other franchises, Pete, and you know this, and you look at their ring. It's deep. I mean, go look at the Baltimore Ravens who came in after us. Because, remember, they didn't transition.
0: They had a, new, they had a, a whole new franchise. Yes. They,
1: they didn't transition. You go look at how many yeah. guys they have up there.
0: They've also won a Super Bowl. Or two. I, I'm not
1: saying that, but if you look at those early '90s, those um, late '90s teams that the Jaguars, we were the, the one of the best teams in the AFC, and there are a number of really good players who made big uh, impacts on this franchise. How about Brad Meester? I mean, Brad Meester is a guy that you'd
0: that's have to think more
2: about. of a longevity thing, though. You know, that's right. a different. Like Keenan was a, one of the best receivers in the league for a couple of years. I mean, and and, and Maurice and 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 machine i i don't was meester ever one of the top three or four or five centers in the league
1: no
0: but he played 13 seasons didn't he
2: no I'm i'm not i'm not saying brad should not be in there at all no i'm not saying he shouldn't either but he's down the line from those guys
1: but i'm just brad meester's a great jaguar and a great part of this uh franchise's history um brad got his first start at left guard next to me that's correct um how about that and so he's a he was a great pro, great Jaguar, great person. But to, to Pete's point, I mean, if you look at it, Keenan McCardell, Tom Coughlin, MJD, Rasheed Mathis, and for me, Marcus Stroud are in a different category.
2: I mean, if we're putting guys that only played like six years in the Hall of Fame, I mean, you know, look how that goes. You know, that works. It's seven, Pete. Seven. Please get it right. Seven. <laughs> I can't help myself.
0: Oh, this is set up too easy. Right, let's come back. <laughs> We'll go around around the NFL. (laughs) Plenty of news around the league in training camp. And uh, thank you for the questions on social media and the Fanatics fan questions this week. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: I was sitting in the locker room, and this big kid with a mullet, and a baseball cap,
0: came
2: in to
3: introduce himself. And I mean, he's six foot seven,
0: three hundred and twenty-seven pounds, with the best feet.
2: He's a good athlete. He was a ballerina playing, playing offensive, offensive left tackle. That
0: was Tony's job. His job is to beat who? I don't care if it's Bruce Smith or Jason Taylor, Sean Jones, Willie McGinnis, Reggie White, Greg Lloyd.
1: If you line up across from I don't care who you are, you're going to get blocked.
0: That is a teaser for the seventy-one documentary scheduled to come out and be ready in October and welcome back Jaguars happy hour JP Shadrick Pete Prisco and yes number 71 pro football Hall of fame left tackle Tony Baselli.
1: just to just to clarify one thing
0: he made us play that that's not true it was in his contract now (laughs) we have to play it every show
1: the funny thing is is uh Someone said Reggie White. I'm like, I never blocked Reggie White except for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those times he got by and hit no, Vinny Testaverde not true, right. right? Was, he did not. That was uh, <laughs> that was a story you told. That me. was William Floyd. Oh, <laughs> uh, he smoked Vinny Testaverde twice against me. Um, William no, Floyd. Not, uh, not, uh Not uh, wh- who's Fuller. the Eagles? You uh, God the Eagles. I could picture him. Not Floyd. Uh,
2: Jerome Brown? No. No, 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 no.
1: (laughs) Defensive end, played for the Eagles. 90s. Huh? Fuller. 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 Yeah, yeah, William Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. I'm like, it's. I'm tired. I had back surgery. On. Give me a break. I'm still. That documentary, by the
2: way, that's gonna be good. And, and I know I know all of, everybody in the orga- Peckav and Gang put that thing together. That's going to be really good. And by the way, coming in, in that's coming in October when you get in when you get your ring and all that. Yep. Coming next year, there's a Baselli movie hitting the big screen. <laughs> wow, big time! What is
0: that next? This is the <laughs> well, next I mean, it'll need a really big screen.
1: Kurt me. Warner made <laughs> some money off his movie. I mean, I, I I mean, mine's not as dramatic. I never stocked shelves. I did work at a convent. <laughs> I worked at a convent on a farm. <laughs> Yeah, never never bad grocery Who
2: could possibly play you? I mean, that's a
1: good question. Who's the best looking person in Hollywood Ooh.
2: right now? No, it'd have to be a big oaf of a man. Yeah, it'd be so, like some pro wrestler been? or something. A big oaf?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like the big show or something would come to come no, like, play
2: like who him. could it be? Like who could we, who could, like Brock Lesnar or somebody. <laughs>
0: <You're> right. <laughs> right, It'd be some pro wrestler. Like it'd have to be an AEW guy. You better have a big forehead. <laughs> I love that. All right, so we're looking forward to that. Right, let's get to our look around the National Football League. And hey, Pete, what's the latest with the Deshaun Watson situation? We saw him, of I course, think here. Might,
2: yeah, I thought it might come out today. I mean, for competitive integrity of the game, they need to do it now. Don't wait. If he's getting suspended for a year, get on with it. What do you
1: think he gets, it. Pete? What do you? What, what is your prediction, or what do you think, based on what you're hearing, or just your gut? What do you think he ends up getting?
2: A year. I thought that all along, and I still think he's getting a year. Do you think the that's PA like starting Little bits and pieces about how he's willing to negotiate, and, and you saw the interview he did before the game. He was a little different than he had been. He had been, like, not really apologetic or remorseful, and that's what the league said. And if you read the, 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 what the woman said that did the investigation, she just laid him out, but she had to go by policy. And the policy was six games, and that's why she did it. But you can hear Roger Goodell's tone. I don't think he's getting – he's getting way more than six games.
1: Does, does the PA have the opportunity to appeal it after this final ruling no. again?
2: This, a, this is they, it. It's done. If it, Whatever he says is going to happen now.
1: Yeah. Wow. I think it, I think it's a year, if not twelve, at least 12 games, and I think a hefty – I think there's a fine added to
2: it because of the you know it's funny it's because of the length of the contract and because of the way the contract is guaranteed and there are so many people upset in the league about that contract that they're going to find them some hefty money for that. yeah i bet
1: you it's a 10 million dollar fine and a year suspension
2: and that wow. means he will ha- have played three years right it'll be three years between and, games that's a lot of no, that's two a years. lot of football two to years beat two, two, two years Last well, year but this but year. I'm saying he would have sat out two years, but yeah. the last time he had played a game, be three years. That's okay, fair enough. And
0: prime years in his play career too.
2: Well, I mean, and that that
1: I mean, rust is real. It doesn't just. I I'm not a believer. All of a sudden, you just show up and you pick up right where you left
2: off. Right. I always thought he was a little overrated, anyways. That's just me.
0: I don't know. He beat this team a lot.
2: Well, he's good, but I just think he's a little overrated.
0: Jets quarterback Zach Wilson headed to L.A. for knee surgery. Head coach Robert Sala optimistic that it's not season-ending, at least was before the trip today. They'll know more when they're in there, apparently, about the severity of bone bruise and meniscus tear,
2: Pete. Yeah, I watched it live, and I'm like, uh, what is he doing? Go out of bounds. He cut back in. That's how he hurt his leg. He planted and cut back in on a running play. You just don't do that in the preseason. And and so it looked bad. And, of course, every Twitter doctor in America had him with a torn ACL uh, before he even left the field. And it turns out to be a bone bruise, uh, meniscus tear, and he's going to have surgery. He'll be back in four weeks. And that's, that's a good thing for the Jets. Yeah,
1: but that hurts him. I mean, that kid needs all the reps he can get. I mean, that's valuable time lost, yep. practice time, preseason games. I mean, he did not have a great year last year. And I know he had a great offseason, and everyone was really high on him, but that, that hurts them.
2: By the way, did you see Quincy Williams' cheap shot on Jalen Hurts on the sideline? Oh, yes. That was that
1: was that Quincy Williams? I saw the yeah. cheap
2: shot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why does it not surprise me? It doesn't. Wow. Uh,
0: Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has set a week one deadline for getting a new contract done. John Harbaugh says it will get done when it gets done. If it doesn't get done before the end of the season, then the Ravens after that would have limited a negotiating window. What do you think happens on this one?
1: They can always tag them, too. Yeah, at this point, why would you? Why would you do the deal if you're the Ravens at this point? Because you have the tag. Um, it's not like you lose leverage next year. For is- I mean, based on what he's at, based on what he's asking for, um, do you lose any
2: leverage, Pete, if you wait a year? No. And you might gain some, actually. But but here's the thing. He's negotiating his own deal. So if they do a deal that's in favor of the team, they took advantage of him. If they do a deal that he's in favor of him, then the team you know, bent bent over for one of their star players. It's a no-win situation for the negotiation. He'll get it. They'll get it done.
1: So you think a deal will be done before
2: the start of the season? I do. Okay. They love him. They yeah, love him. They got some time. So I'm great you, play I probably – I'd probably be okay if he wanted to go into the season and play it out. If you're the GM, would you sign him long-term right now? You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. I mean, yeah. he, let's put it this way. He's better than Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals signed Kyler Murray to a long-term extension. I do. I would take
1: Lamar Jackson over Kyler Murray every day. I think Lamar yep. Jackson, I think I would sign him. Um, you have to understand that what you're going to be as an offense. Yep. But right. he, is, he is dynamic, and I think he gets better each year throwing the ball. I I, I like Lamar Jackson. I would sign him. And by the
2: time he's not dynamic, then that'll be the tail end of that contract anyways. That's
1: right. I would sign him.
0: Fifteen illegal contact fouls by defensive players were called in preseason week one. It's a point of emphasis this preseason. There were only 36 of those penalties called all of the last regular season combined. That's contact within five yards of the line of scrimmage. That's allowed, but if a defender maintains it beyond five, it's illegal contact. It had not been called a lot over the last few years. That's yeah,
1: it's going to be one of those things early in the season. It's going to be overcalled, and they'll it'll be flag city. And then after about week four, if everyone's complaining and it's ridiculous, and then they'll finally get it right, and it'll get down to a normal, and they'll call it right.
2: Just what just what the league needs more reason to have more offense. Right, that's what they want. Yeah, they want points. That's what yep. sells.
1: That's what fans yep. want. They want points.
2: Yep. And
0: finally, the playing surface at Soldier Field has come under scrutiny after the Bears win over the Chiefs. Some noticeable divots and patches of missing grass. The NFLPA president, J.C. Tretter's tweeting about it now. It's not the first time we've there, heard some issues. There is no
1: excuse in the for an NFL franchise not to have perfect turf.
0: There's no excuse. There was an
1: Elton John concert, though. It's dumb. I don't care. That's ridiculous. You have... You know, you have hundreds of millions of dollars of investment on each side of the uh each sideline. There's no excuse.
3: And no, by the way, I agree.
1: Don't have a concert the night before a game, or don't or don't Late play days.
2: there, play somewhere else. Go somewhere. Uh, I agree. I don't care where by you the way, go. I watched the Raiders Vikings game yesterday. That field didn't look like it was in great shape either. That one that they pulled, they supposedly have like four fields that go in and out of that place. yeah. yeah. That yeah. one didn't look great yesterday either. There's just
1: no excuse for it. I'm with J.C. Treader. I'm with the union on this one. No excuse to put to endanger guys, you know, earning power in their futures by stepping in a dang hole and blowing your knee out. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. There you have it. That's our
0: look around the National Football League. Um, Monday show number one in the
1: books. How'd we do tonight?
0: Can we get Tony?
2: A, like a, a can we get a preseason Monday night football? Even though there's no game from you, no. something. No,
1: there's nothing. No, no, I don't think so. No, We're gonna save that practice. for the prime time, Pete. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to next week. I thought today was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I thought Pete was – I thought I was outstanding. Well, um, now you'll have a real stage next week, Tony,
0: because Pete's not here.
1: Yeah, I mean, outside of me mispronouncing like 18 names today, I thought I was spot on. It's free season for everybody. Uh, Pete, I mean, JP, you misread a, One. a read. That was One. awful. One. I killed it. And Pete's Pete. I just
2: You know all I got to say as we wrap up? I miss
1: Urban. You <laughs> miss Urban. <Pete's, laughs> Pete, Pete is sad because he doesn't know who he's going to rip this year
0: yet.
2: I'll find somebody.
0: Oh, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. That's Pete Briscoe, Tony Baselli, our entire crew, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, Trent Padilla, Gabby Dalton, David Cho, Kate Waske. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour.